What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Remember tomorrow in the one o'clock hour, and everybody loves this when he's on one of the greatest minds. In the United States of America, and the great thing is he's from Selma. You know, he's out of Fresno State for years. He's now with the Hoover Institute. And Victor Davis Hansen will be joining us on KMJ, dear friend, for many years. And we're so lucky to have this guy in our backyard. You see him on Fox every night of the week. <laughs> Just like, dude, lay back a little bit. You're working too hard. But he loves it. And he'll be joining us tomorrow to talk about a myriad of things. Now, oh boy, this is uh, always a rough one. When we get into that that um, exploration of what the price of energy costs in the state of California, so I've invited my friend Venison. He's now the big man on campus over at over at Planet Solar, and he, he we greet each other with him telling me, "Hey, I did some research before we went on the air today, and the research indicates what, Dennis." That we now have the most expensive power in the United States. We just passed Hawaii. Uh, I'm not shocked, but I'm pissed off. <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, they have to put the oil, which they burn bunker oil or natural gas on a boat, and send it what takes a jet five hours to get over there, and yeah. we're more expensive with all the dams in our backyard? How yeah. can that be? Yeah, so many dams. Yes, millions of them. It's it's a problem that it just it looks like there's no end to it. First off, you've got... These power companies, two of them, basically monopolize most of California, and I don't see them ever being broken up in my lifetime. So the only alternative is you can either live in the dark and put a campfire in the back and cook your food that way. You can get solar, which we'll talk about. But the rates uh, that have been granted by the PUC in the state of California, it's just going up, up, up. In a conversation you and I had the other day, it was kind of like you ain't seen nothing yet when it comes to what they're going to be charging us. True? Yeah, most people haven't seen what their bills are going to be. They did two increases after the summer months, and now you're going to start to see it. Okay. It Last month when I looked up the rates and I started doing some comparison, I was personally shocked because I know what this is going to do to all the people that live in the Valley and all through Northern California. This is just outrageous how much it's gone up, and it's going to hurt the middle class the most. Get the people on fixed incomes. I have a mom and a mother-in-law and an aunt who are starting to feel the pinch. Their Social Security didn't go up that much. Yeah. yeah. And then my workers. Um, I brought a couple bills in just from my daughter. Okay. So I'm we've game. got, I know most KMJ listeners tend to be a little older. and We've all got kids making their way in the world, and we're concerned about them. So her November bill last year was $243. She used a little bit more because her roommate's at home. January was $358. That's a hike. That's hundred over $100 a month. I still am amazed at two bills I got. One was for $1,165, and then I've gotten two bills for $1,000. I mean, I live in the dark, you know, and it's cold in my house, and I, I have no idea 
No, now I used to have a bunch of air purifiers running. That can be very costly because my lungs are all screwed up and all that. But now I'm just learning to live without them, and it's brought the bill down a little bit. But it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, I talk to my son a lot back in Indianapolis, and is it what's your power bill look like, Dad? Is it any better in the condo? No. <laughs> well, it should be. It's much more efficient. If it be efficient or not, you know, his power, um, and he lives in this beautiful two story home just outside of Indianapolis. It's, uh, you know, right next to this beautiful reservoir and a giant lake. It's just stunning. I'm like, kid, where'd you get all the money all of a sudden? But it's much cheaper to live back there. His, his biggest bill has been like 200 bucks. 200 bucks. The rest of the country pays nothing for power compared to what we do. So I looked up a couple of states. Texas average cost is 14.6 cents kilowatt hour. State of Washington's 11 cents, Nevada 17, Florida 15. One of the closest ones would be New York at 22. Our cost now for off-peak on a time of use is 45 cents. Oh, God. So double New York. Why? Why? Yeah, why? That's the question. Can anybody answer that question? I mean, you ask them, and it's like they're like deer in the headlights. You know, well, it's just what it's cost to produce. No, it's not what it costs to produce. There's got to be some other padding going on here, but we'll never know. It's all very secretive. Well, we've got smud up in Northern California, right around Sacramento, yeah. and it's half of what we pay here. Yeah, they're doing their own thing. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that, possibly. You know, that would probably be the great revolt that might end it all if all of these, you know, municipalities started doing a smud-like operation of their own. But I, I can't even fathom what it takes to do something like that. You know? I have no idea. Well, I think this summer you're probably going to see some of that revolt. Okay. So I've got another bill from my daughter from last summer, and she's going to hate me for using her. So it's a three-bedroom condo. It was built in the 70s. It's over by Clovis High. So similar to you with a condo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets in her first summer month, and she's not cranking the air conditioner, and it was $600. And oh, she yeah. says, oh, Dad, what am I going to do? That same bill this year is going to be $720. <laughs> so she's turned the heat way up. You know, Turn the air conditioner way up, the heat way down. I mean, yeah, it's, there you it's go. just killing her. It's $116 a month. So it's about $100 more. So a little comparison here for people. Minimum wage went up 50 cents. So let's assume somebody gets a dollar an hour raise. Unless Six, you're in the fast food industry. Yeah. <laughs> 60% of that dollar raise goes to utility rates now. 60%. 60% of that dollar. God, that'll, that paints a picture. You know, and there's this, I don't know if it's a bit of a misnomer or if it's just the way that it's been portrayed, that since all of these things have happened in your industry, I hear from people, not a lot, but on occasion going, well, there's just no incentive to get solar anymore. And I'm always like, yeah, the bill is your incentive to get solar. You know, we were talking about the price of my loan last night, and it's still uh, anywhere between 50 and 75% lower than what I'm paying. So that's the incentive to get solar. Are there any others? Well, they did change things quite a bit on the rate, and I know you did a show about going from NEM2 to NEM3. Yep. What they did was it used to be retail for retail. You send power out, they pay you retail, you pull it in, they charge you retail. Now when you send power out, they give you wholesale rates, and uh-huh. when you pull power in, it's retail. Of course. So they're going to charge you $0.45 cents kilowatt hour. You send it out, the average is $0.09. Cents. So, oh, so 
technology gets smart. We just take the power you produce during the day, put it into a battery, and use it back at night. There you go. Now, batteries are more expensive, but they just raise the rate so much that those batteries are now cheap by comparison. We're back to the same kind of savings we had before. We yeah. just need to stay one step ahead of them. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I mean, the, the obviously, the industry itself has to keep ahead of, of PG&E and SoCal Edison by innovations, whatever. And it seems like they're always coming up with something like, like the advent of the solar batteries. I mean, that was a big step, a very big step. And, you know, I would think that most anybody getting a full solar system now has to have a solar battery for the reason that you just explained. Yeah, everybody we quote today is with a storage battery. Yeah. Now explain what the battery does. So during the day when the solar is producing the most, you're not typically using quite as much power so that it goes in and charges the battery. As you get later into the day and the sun starts going down, your solar is not producing as much, and that's when the battery kicks in and starts sending power to your house. And then all night long, it's sending power in to keep you from buying from the utility. Now, Sweet. is it going to keep you 100% away from the utility? Nope. Probably not on the air conditioning months. But close. If you get over on the central coast, those people will be fine year-round. But where we have big air conditioning bills for three or four months, uh, you're going to probably pull just a little bit of power in from the utility. And, and, the, and the battery is also good in, during a blackout for a, a certain amount of time? If you choose the option to do the backup. Yeah. So storage is one thing to keep you out of utility rates. Backup needs a transfer switch and right. a critical loads panel. And there's some other electrical wiring that is pretty advanced that we need to do. Like for your house, for medical devices. Yeah, the one I had over on Van Ness, I remember I had that. Yeah, Yes, you did. Yeah, and, and if you got medical devices that need juice, there you go. You got to do it. And I'm in that category. Hello. Uh, we're going to take a break, but a little, a little bit early, but we got more here. Any questions? I mean, this would be the time to ask with the head guy here. 490-5858, Dennis is with Planet Solar, 800-776-5858. Whether it's on rates, if he can help you there, if it's on a system, questions about your existing system, you know, and today, I mean, this is just about, I, I hate to say this, but I just want to give it to the man, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm tired, and now we pay the highest rates in the country. We got to do something as a population. It's just not right. This is KMJ. KMJnow.com, where AV Stream will be back after we pay the bills. I really miss being out at that ag show. I mean, that's a lot of fun. It's fun for me because a lot of good. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Food out there, even though I've lost like 39 pounds, but it's, I still can eat. And if you're out there, Andros Engineering, you can see the most innovative irrigation equipment on the planet. It's booth N46 at the World Ag Expo. 
Take care of business. Check it out. Now, we're taking care of business here with Dennis from Planet Solar. I knew we'd get phone calls. Bang, we got them. Let's grab a few. David, uh, you want to talk about uh, batteries? Go for it. You're on. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah, the couple things I wanted to know, I wanted to know what the life of the battery was and roughly what the battery cost additionally. Most of the standard warranties range between about 10 to 12 years. There are a lot of them that are having extensions on it up to 15 years. We're really uncertain in the industry how long it's going to take. I have a beta model Tesla Powerwall in my garage that was put in in 2014 and is still working. So some of the first stuff out there, we don't have the full life cycle on how long it's going to last because it is new technology. But with the newer stuff, do they say, you know, it should last? Well, the manufacturers are warranting them typically from 10 to 12 years right now. All right. Now, as they see the life cycles going on and they get a better idea of how long it's going to last, you know, they may adjust the warranties up or down. Sure. Just like a Tesla car. How long do the batteries last? And how much does it add to the price of a system? It ranges anywhere from about ten to eighteen thousand, based upon what setup that you get. Okay, there are a lot of different sizes. If you're a bigger user, you're going to need more batteries for your house. If you're a small user, you're going to get in at a much lower price. If you use a lot of power at your house, we put much bigger systems in to keep you away from those high rates. All right, you got it, David. Thank you, Jim. You are next. What's up, Jim? Talk to me. Hey, Ray. Um, I wanted to wonder if he would get... We're in the process of putting a small, well, small system in on ag, like 100 panels. Um, but besides the power, what other bills or what other parts of the bill that you pay no matter what, as far as like the taxes, fees, you know, uh, like in ag we have, uh, you know, the demand charge and stuff. So what other type of... Because that doesn't count. You still pay those, correct? You're correct, Jim. If you have demand charges on there, there's not a 100% guarantee that the solar is going to take that away. A demand charge is a charge for the highest draw in a 15-minute interval. If you're running your pumps at night and you pull a high load at 15 minutes, your solar is not going to be working during that time and they're going to hit you with the demand charge. Same thing would be on a cloudy day if the clouds come over and block the sun for in that 15 minute period they're going to hit you for it the kilowatt hour cost you're going to save and there are some basic meter charges that you're going to have to pay but it should take care of 90 to 100 percent of your kilowatt hour costs gotcha thank you man um dennis is with us from planet solar and that's what we're discussing and most notably the news that the rates in California for energy now are the highest in the nation. We have surpassed Hawaii. And you're probably saying, for that price, I'd rather be in Hawaii then. Thank you very much. Frank, you're next on KMJ. What's up? Uh, Hi, Ray and Dennis. Uh, Quick question. Um, We have a a home that we're transitioning to in the Sacramento area, and the solar company that we have a contract with uh, decided that California was too restrictive in terms of sales. And so they pulled out of California, got my refund back from them in terms of, you know, what I needed to put down. But the the big uh, problem that I'm having is PG&E informed us early on that the transformer for our neighborhood was not big enough for um, the different systems that were going in um, with my neighbors and myself. 
and they said they would be able to put one in at the end of last year. I haven't heard anything from them. Every time I call the construction company at PG&E, they can't tell me anything because it's in the Sacramento region and they're only in the Fresno region. I don't know what to do. Boy, I, I haven't heard that one before, but Dennis is sitting here nodding like a little dog in the back of the car, you know, one of those toys. Talk to the man. It's not uncommon for them to take anywhere from six months to a full year to be able to change transformers out. Uh, there is a shortage of transformers in the industry. They're coming from overseas. So in that respect, I can't fault pg e if it's hard to get, although it is a little tough to swallow that we pay the highest prices in the country and we can't get a transformer for a year. Uh, it is not uncommon what you're being told. As more and more solar systems go into the grid, uh, they are requiring upgrading on transformers, so it's not uncommon. So I guess it's how, just... How, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. How much of that upgrade of that transformer would I be uh, responsible for? Because I'm being told by pg e that I may have to pay some of the cost. And that right there, for me, uh, is not... I mean, I can't do it. If you're the sole user of a transformer, you are 100% on the hook. If there's multiple users on a transformer, they're not supposed to be charging you for it because it is shared. Yeah. You want to check into that. So how many neighbors are sharing the transformer with you? Do you know that? Yeah, there's a neighbor across the street. She's had her system up on the roof for uh, two and a half years now, but it can't be... uh, activated because of that this transformer issue um i haven't talked to some of the other neighbors but if the neighbor across the street and myself um are having problems with pg i'm sure there's others in the neighborhood that are also having problems is your uh, transformer afraid, on a pole uh I'm, i i don't know that answer i don't know that answer dennis i'm just afraid that i'm going to run out of my three years and i'm going to be out of luck once you get it locked in, you should be fine if you got the NEM2 certification and the approval from the utility. If it's on right. them, then you should be grandfathered in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for the information. All You're right. welcome. Learn something every day on this program, you know? So um, I'd never heard that before about it, transformers and all that. I mean, it just sounds so not true. Yeah, we got to build another transformer. You can't have that right now, you know, but... I get it, the way you explained it. So they can send all the power you need coming into you, but as soon as you try and turn around and send it the other direction, they need a new transformer. Kind of boggles the mind. What an amazing dink. Yeah, isn't, isn't that it? something? I tell you. All right. Still, uh, if calls, if we clear the lines there, 490-5858, if you want to talk about Dennis. No, not talk about him. Who cares about him? He's a good guy, though. You want to talk about solar and PG&E rates, SoCal Edison rates, 800-776-5858. The, the industry, after some of the NEM this and NEM that, how much has changed for demand? Has demand gone down significantly, or, or what's demand like now? The demand is as high as it ever was. Okay. And every- all you need to do is drive around the outskirts of Clovis or Fresno and see all the new homes going in. That's going to increase demand. So one of the things that the utilities need to do is either get more solar on. By having the batteries, it will decrease demand because during the big draw times, of air conditioning loads, the batteries are going to be feeding in. They're also doing a new thing called a virtual power plant. They're offering customers some discounts if they're willing to turn the batteries on during the peak demand time. 
So let's say from 4 to 6 o'clock, everybody's air conditioners are running and they need power. They turn all the batteries on to feed the homes and send it back to the grid to help ease some of the excess demand on the grid. So how would somebody know to do that? It's automatic. Oh, okay. Uh, They'll do it. Your system is connected through the internet to a server. Oh, okay. just hit the button and say, run 100 homes batteries from 4 to 6. And the batteries will turn on and start feeding the grid. Well, I mean, that actually sounds like some sort of mutual cooperation there, which is kind of nice. It's getting to that point that if we don't do that kind of cooperation, we're going to have a lot more brownouts and blackouts. Uh, All right. Another phone call. Uh, Les, what's up? You're on. Uh, Question. I put a 10-kilowatt solar system on my roof in Porterville in 2013 and paid for it in five years, and it's been a blessing. We're getting ready to move out of state this fall. Is there a percentage of value or a percentage of original cost that you can factor in as the value added when you start your home? Your realtor is going to be the one that's going to give you the best in cooperation with an appraiser. It's really going to be based upon what the market is going for. If you have owned solar and it is up and working, there is value to that. And it's really going to be based upon what buyers are looking at at 2013. uh, Have you changed your inverter out? No. Okay. So your inverter is coming to the end of its usable life, normally 10 to 15 years. So that is one of the things that uh, is a service item that needs to be changed out over time. A really good realtor and appraiser should be able to give you a a valuation on it. What's it cost to change out the inverter? Ballpark. It, anywhere from two to 5000 based upon how big it is. Well, that's not the end of the world. No. All right. Okay. No, the solar panels are designed to run for 20 or 25 years. You change your inverter out and keep going. If your panels are in good shape, we change a lot of old inverters out. Some of the original systems I did 17 years back, just swapped the inverter and fired it back up. All right. Thanks, Les. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, okay. When people, you know, because I've been talking about solar for so long independently because I love it and also because I do your marketing, people ask me all the time, well, what's it cost? What's it cost? There's no way to estimate, you know, what it's going to cost for a a whole system. How is that estimated by how many panels is needed, how big their house, well, of course, how big their house is and what the electronic demand is. But how do you, how do you equate the cost of a system for somebody? I'm getting a little bit in the weeds technical here, but I want to know. Which is fine. We look at a year's worth of kilowatt hour usage. It's on your bill. Most people are just looking at the dollars and cents. We look at the actual consumption, and we look at what time you actually use that power now that we're into the time of use. People tend to have a curve. They use less in the winter, starts going up in the spring, they peak in the summer, and they come back down. Sure. We look at their one-year usage, and we know what solar will produce over a year's time, and we match it to it. Every house is going to be different. Just you and your house, you're one person. If you put five people in the house and they're running the washer and the dryer and open their refrigerator and everybody's got a phone and a TV, the usage is going to be different based upon the people in the house and what appliances are there. If you have a pool, your bill's going up. If you live on a well and you're watering a lot of grass, you're going to have a high bill from that. So it's not just the square footage of the home. It's users and appliances that are going with it. 
If you've got a pool and a spa and an EV car, you're going to be pulling a lot of power and you're going to need a bigger system in order to provide for the offset. Wow. All right. We're going to take a little bit of a break here. We'll continue with Dennis from Planet Solar for a little bit longer here. Uh, We're getting a lot of calls, a lot of questions. We will get to you. Patience, please, on the KMJ Talk Lines, and we will be right back. This is not good. We've been informed the shots have been fired at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Multiple people have been hit. No deaths that we know as of yet. Two armed individuals have been taken into custody. Never a dull moment in this country anymore. Again, this is the KC Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. Shootings, a couple of people, multiple people. We don't know how many yet have been shot. We're not been informed of any deaths. And this was, you know, near the Super Bowl parade, but near enough where people were injured. And two armed individuals have been taken down and taken into custody. Can't have a good time for five minutes anymore in this country. We'll keep you updated on that. I promise. I promise. Continuing with Venice from Planet Zoller in our great state of California, which has now surpassed Hawaii in terms of the cost of energy. We're now number one in the country for being <laughs> having our eyes gouged out every time we pay a bill for SoCal Ed or PG&E. Back to the phone. Steve, it's all yours. What are you going to do with it? Hello? Yes, sir. I was thinking, asking, uh, what's the average payback time for uh, a system? On average, right now, it's running between five and six years for the payback. And how much is your, has your, your cost gone up the last three-plus years? Prices have gone up a little bit, not a lot. The inverters and labor costs and gasoline and everything else are going up. The panel prices are coming down, so our overall cost has not gone up a whole lot. Although I kind of have a heart attack every time I get the Arco bill for all the trucks that we run. (laughs) can imagine. Yeah. All right, Steve. Thank you. Hope that answers the question. Now, Tootie has a question, and (laughs) when I heard this, I'm like, What? But it, it, this is a good one. So you're on KMJ. Let's go for it. Um, I live in the foothills, so my nearest neighbor is about a quarter miles away. And unfortunately, I live in a mobile home, but I've been here about 40 years. My husband configured us a system in 1982 and with two forklift batteries, two 24-volt inverters, and I had 16 tractor batteries in my spare bedroom. But that system is defunct at this point. My main concern is, since I've been without electricity, you know, I went on the grid after 15 years of being here, and uh, now I say, Thank you. It's not my problem if the electricity goes out, but my main concern is water. And so if the electricity goes out, I'm not like suburbia. I can't just have water any time. I draw up water the minute the electricity goes out. Is there any way that I can get some kind of solar power on my water system? Or if I have to buy a whole system for my house, I'm okay with that. But I've also heard that there's a problem with mobile homes. You can do the solar system independent of the mobile home. The electricity on the mobile home functions the same way it does on a house. So you have two options. You can use solar panels just for a well. It uses a DC well pump 
and you have to put it into a storage tank and gravity feed it if you want to work when it's off-grid. Or you can put a backup system on your mobile home and it'll run everything in the mobile home as well as the well. The power doesn't care where it's going to, so you will have water if the power goes out. Okay, and it, excuse me, is that something that you can handle? It is something we can handle. There you it's go. It's like what we put in Ray's house on his last one, and we're going to do on this one. It's going to be a standard solar system that's going to feed his house to get rid of his electricity bill. And if the power goes out, it'll provide power to the house. Now, you have to be careful when you get the power goes down that you don't overuse your battery. If we have a week of storms, you can only consume what your solar system produces in a 24-hour period. So there are some ins and outs on living on backup power. It sounds like you're very well aware of that from the Absolutely batteries. Absolutely aware. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know how to conserve power, believe yeah. me. So, okay, then, uh, then I would be able to do something. Another problem is I'm 78 years old, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, I... There's not a whole lot of time left, but I really need to take care of things and my animals, you know, the best I can while I'm here. So would I just need to call your office? Yes, you can call the office. I'm going to give you one more uh, suggestion for it, and, yes. and this applies for everybody. If you need just a cheap emergency backup, you can always use a generator to feed the appliance that you absolutely have to have. But you do have to keep extra gasoline around. Some are pull start, some are electric start, and you need to get involved to be able to make that work. But it is a cheap option if you have an emergency to be able to do it. I do have a generator, and uh, at this time in my life, it's really unwieldy uh, because I have not as much strength as I used to have. I have gas. I have the the battery that. I can't pull the strings anymore, but I have the batteries, you know, battery start on most things. And But uh, I couldn't call you for anything, other questions I may have or, or a configuration on a system to go on my property. Yes. You can go to our website at planetsolar.com. The 800 number is in the top right corner, or you can just click contact us and put in your information and we'll call you. All right, my dear, i got to let you go because I've got more Thank callers. Thank you so but I very ho- much. Goodbye. Uh, all right, take care. I hope this takes care of everything. 16 batteries in her bedroom? <laughs> wow. The old off-grid systems, that was pretty common. It was golf cart batteries, usually 6-volt. Whatever works. I've huh? worked on a few of those. Jeez. It's a lot of batteries Jeez. to make those things run. <laughs> all right, uh, Rod, let's, uh, let's grab you. What's going on? I was wondering, I might need a new roof in a couple of years, and uh, how much do you think it would cost to take off 28 panels and put them back on? I really need to look at the specifics of that, um, what roof type and the wiring condition and things of that sort. That is something we typically send a surveyor out to take a quick look at before we work out a price. Uh, it's usually a time and materials job rather than just a fixed cost. Okay. I've got Southern Cal Edison, and I've had solar panels on my house for about eight years, and I get a credit every year after my true-up. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good, because I know what I paid in the past for my true-up. We, we probably need to yeah. explain that. Thank you, sir. Explain what the true-up is. 
They put you on a yearly billing program, and they have changed it from what you were on before. Normally, they look at an entire year's worth, and it's a debit credit system throughout the entire year. At the end, if you owe money, then you need to send them a check. If you've overproduced, you can roll it into the next year, or they'll send you a check. But, of course, they're going to pay wholesale rates when they send you that check. Under the newer one on M3, they're going to, if you owe the money, they want it that month. They're not going to wait till the end of the year. If you build credits up, they'll just keep rolling it until the next month. So they get their cake and eat it too. Is there any way to avoid it? Probably not. The, the California Public Utilities approved the new rate structure and they basically gave PG&E everything they asked for. Pinko communists punks i'll give you one more little tinfoil hat one. Oh, great that, that new program rolled out surprisingly the day after the election so our governor became governor again and out comes the new unfavorable plan what a surprise another amazing coinky dink as we say on the ray appleton program all right um let's just spend the last couple of minutes getting contact information how do people find you they can go to our website at planetsolar.com uh, we also have an 800 number, 1-800-859-SOLAR, or S-O-A-L. That works. Um, um, another question I do get asked still, time to time, your, your, your area that you serve is from where to where? Our primary office is in Clovis. We typically service 60 miles around Clovis, and then we also have another one down in Palm Springs. So we have hot and hotter as far as where our offices are located. Still have that Palm Springs office. Yeah, huh? so that one serves the all of the Coachella Valley. Still have that great relationship with Puerto Rico, or is that gone? Uh, they're their own company, ah, so okay. we're not affiliated with the one in Puerto Rico. I know Ben was for a while, and <laughs> probably the best days of his life living down there. They're doing really well out there. It's very expensive power on that island. More than California? Oh, you know, I didn't look at that. Ah. But- <laughs> I mean, after all, they are a protected sort of, so they're part of the United States in an indirect way. But anyway, um, folks, uh, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to be a shill for anything, but <clears throat> I don't know how you can exist in California and not have solar, period. I, I just, I don't know. It's gotten to that point, uh, whether you're, it's on your home or your business. And and ag ag has really jumped onto the solar bandwagon, haven't they? In the last few years, seems like it. We get a lot more calls for ag now, yeah, because they run those pumps nonstop during the summer months, so they get huge bills typically four months out of the year, and the rest of the year they're off. But they'd be looking at, and I don't mean this as a as a, a demeaning thing. That's going to be a very expensive thing to build your own solar farm on your property. But then looking at what it's going to cost overall in the future. You know, paying rates to PG&E or SoCalEd or whoever, uh, it's still it's still a value, great value. It's been pretty amazing. We're getting a lot more calls from the ag industry and also from small and medium commercial building owners. Uh, they've typically kept the business owner rates low. Well, they got to a point where they couldn't not increase them anymore, and they've gone up substantially. Mm. So that amount of call volume has about doubled or tripled from what it used to be. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So they're feeling the pinch, too. And as a small business owner, I feel it. Every time they raise the rates and gas goes up, all those things are affecting us. And if you're a heavy consumer in your business, just this radio station alone consumes a huge amount of power. I can only imagine. And that starts hitting the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. 
I've often asked what our power bill is, and I'm always told, you don't want to know. Yeah, thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Thank you for Dennis having Cox, me. Planet Solar. Now you know everything you need to know about PG&E rates, SoCal Edison rates, California highest in the country now. And again, I'll say, I don't know how you get by without solar. This is KMJ. We got more. Stay there. Updating the situation in uh, Kansas City. This only gets worse. There has been um, a shooting at uh, the uh, victory parade for the Kansas City Chiefs. And there are now three people in custody, as opposed to two, as I told you earlier. Nine people have been hurt. One person is dead. And this is following the shooting in downtown Kansas City. It's horrible. Horrible. Uh, Again, I mean, we can't even have five minutes of fun anymore without somebody screwing with it. You know? It's amazing. I would love to know the motive for this. You know? Uh, I mean, obvious is this... I, I could buy into this. Well, no, I can't. That's the wrong thing to say. You know, I could at least swallow this if it was an act of terrorism. We'll find out. Because who the hell knows who's in the country anymore, right? I mean, come on. You know, and what a great opportunity for those who would bring us ill to act out at something like this. So this wouldn't surprise me if this were an act of terrorism. Now, that's just me talking. Do not say, oh, Ray Appleton said it was an act of terror. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. But, you know, it would make sense. (sighs) Horrible sense. And this is the kind of crap that's going to happen. Because 8 to 13 million people have been allowed to waltz into this country. Tens of thousands of military-age men. Tens of thousands of military-age men. And that's how it's being reported now. You know, with every group that comes in. We hear the Border Patrol and the Border Authorities telling us about all of the military-aged men. What's going on with that? And what's going on with that? Are they just coming here because they're the healthiest, they can walk the farthest, and they're the most oppressed wherever they're coming from? Doubtful, but it's possible. It's possible. You know, um, timing on this next remark is not really good, but today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Marred because of what happened in Kansas City. Um, Loved ones, you know, have been shot. One of them is dead. Our daily buzz question, kmjnow.com, do you send flowers on Valentine's Day? That's it. Let us know, kmjnow.com, do you send flowers? I think a lot of people have gotten off that bandwagon. They go for something a little bit more. But at the same time, women love flowers. I tell you, big time. So we will um, keep you apprised of what's going on in Kansas City. With, with illegal immigration in mind, the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, who's allowed all of this to happen, has been impeached. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean? The, um, a cabinet secretary, I had to do a little research here, has not been impeached by the U.S. Congress since 1876, so it's been a while. Now, the office of the Senate Majority Leader, the Democrat Chuck Schumer, said Mayorkas' impeachment trial would begin later this month. The I'll give you a quote here. The House impeachment managers will present the articles of impeachment to the Senate following the state work period. Senators will be sworn in as jurors in the trial the next day. 
And that was from the Senate President Pro Tem, Patty Murray. She'll be presiding over that. And Tuesday's vote yesterday, last night, marked the House Republicans' second attempt to impeach Mayorkas. And they got away with it. Um, they targeted this this Biden-era official for ongoing mi- the migrant crisis down at the U.S. border. Uh, they, caused, they say that he's fomenting, I love that word, the border crisis, accusing him of deliberately flaunting you know, existing immigration law and worsening the situation. And he certainly has. The vote was 214 to 213. One vote separating. And he was on the losing end. I mean, he narrowly escaped impeachment last week. You know, when every single Democrat showed up to shield him. You know, including the representative Al Green out of Texas, who temporarily left the hospital where he was recovering from surgery to cast his vote. Three Republicans voted on the down effort. It's like last time. Ken Buck out of Colorado. Uh, Representative uh, Mike Gallagher, Wisconsin, and also Tom McClintock here in California. And people are saying, you ought to have him on and he'll explain. He has explained. His, his, His reasons are constitutional. I'm sure he has no love for the guy. But each criticized Mayorkas' handling of the, uh, the border, but had reservations over whether it rose to the level of impeachment. And I can see where the case could be made for that. <clears throat> McClintock wanted to, well, he warned that it could set a precedent for political impeachments that could harm GOP, GOP officials in the, in the future. Yeah, I, and this is something I worry about all the time with all this impeachment, 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 tit for tat, just going on forever because of the two impeachments of Donald Trump. And you can see where that's set up. Their, their enthusiasm to get rid of him set up a scenario that, okay, then we're going to do this. All right, well, then we're going to do that. All right, well, then we're going to do that. And I'm, no, no. It's not the way I want to play the future of this country. So we'll see what happens in the Senate. I doubt, really, that he's going to be losing his job. At the same time, I'm willing to say it's a possibility. Because there are those in the Senate who are Democrats who are up for re-election in some very key states that uh, are suffering a lot because of this illegal immigration. And what might they do? Will they vote to preserve their job? Will they vote to stay with the party? Will they vote their heart and their conscience and do the right thing? We'll see. You know, it's, it's very likely the scenario for this impeachment is going to go nowhere. Because the Democrats hold the Senate by one or two or whatever it is. That is very narrow there. Quote, the House has a constitutional responsibility. As I've said many times, it's probably the the heaviest next to the declaration of war. We have to do our jobs regardless of what the other chamber does. Speaker Mike Johnson, he made the border a marquee issue for his tenure. Two impeachment articles were approved against Mayorkas by the House Homeland Security Committee. One of them accused of him having refused to comply with federal immigration laws, immigration laws, and the other of having violated the public trust. We'll talk more of this and other items in the next hour, the third hour of the Ray Appleton program on KMJ. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game 
every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.